I'll be looking for eight when they pull that gate. And I hope that judge ain't blind. Panhandles in the morning. <laughs> I think I messed it up. Panhandles okay. on my mind. I've been listening to a lot of country music good. lately. So. Yeah, you're, the sayer in you is finally coming out. Was it soothing? Was that soothing? Yeah. I was I uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So, still need to work on that, so I'm going to listen to a lot more country music. Welcome to Panhandles Podcast. If you've got country artist recommendations, please share them with Derek. Yeah, because I don't I don't have a lot. Like, uh, okay. Tyler Childers is good. Yeah, is. Zach Bryan's good. Nice. I, you know what? I get Zach Bryan, Zach Brown, and Luke Bryan mixed up <laughs> so hard. Like, probably the three most opposite people. I interchange their names the entire time. Have you, have you heard of Luke Brown, too? No. What? No way. You're messing I'm with me. I'm just messing with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no shot. Uh, uh, welcome to Panhandle's Podcast. This is your main host. I'm the, I'm, this is the main host, top guy. Big dog, Derek Parker, and Top sitting lad. across from me is <laughs> I'm Jake. Uh, yeah, what's your name again? Jake, Jake Kerr. Jacob. Okay, there's James Terrell Kerr, the four, fifth, 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 fifth of his name. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Twelve players, mm. one team. Mm. I will name the team. You will have to name twelve players from said team. Are you ready? Oh gosh, yes. Indiana Pacers. Okay. Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin. Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. Easy four to start with. Um, TJ McConnell still in the NBA. I'm sure he plays for the Pacers. Um, Jalen Smith. Aaron Neesmith. Mm, Isaiah Jackson. Derek. Four more. This is why the Pacers might get Wimbanyama, buddy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, give me O'Shea Percet. Terry Taylor. I might have to stop at double digits, buddy. Is that it? Man, it might be. You don't have any more? Officially? Oh, God. You did so good. I don't think so. I don't think so. You did good. I tried. You did good. Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, we are recording video, so I can't actually look up the list. I don't know who's on there. I'm going to be ashamed of my family. You got about eight more than I would have. So. Yeah, I did. Good job, Jake. Mm. Ten is good for that team, dude. They're gonna they're gonna play about five names that Chris Duarte. Oh, eleven. <laughs> did you did you say Ben? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I did. Mm. Dang man, that's and, not who cut Eric and, Pascal. And Andrew Nimhard. <gasps> my second, my rookie second team. Goga Bidadise. Thirteen. <laughs> Two more, you got the whole roster, bud. Hmm. Dang. Wow. He did it. Wow. And when he posted on Twitter, and people wow. are coming from Twitter and yes. <laughs> if you didn't just ramble, I wouldn't have time to think about that. Oh my. Gosh. Lucky for you, I'm a terrible podcast host. Oh my gosh, my family won't disown me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, this is the Panhandles podcast where we chat a little Oklahoma hoops. Derek. A little NBA hoops, draft hoops, whatever we want to talk about, honestly. We don't we don't hey, know. Hey Derek. Yeah. Guess what? Hmm. The NBA's back. It's back. We're back. <laughs> Ellinger. Yeah, that was good. I actually thought about making like a meme of that today with like the NBA logo's face, but I was like, if I did it, get like one like for my dad. If you did it, right. get nine hundred retweets from your Thunder Colt following. <laughs> God, it pisses me off. Listen, I didn't ask for this, okay? I'm People just, just like me. I'm can I have like the Log into your account so that I can tweet my funny little thoughts and people actually care. Please. No. Please. No. Sorry. Why don't you grind it out like I did, bud? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How many times do I have to apply for my blue check? Only once in my case. Kerchow. No, I'm just joking. Um, Yeah, like you said. NBA is freaking back, dude. It feels so good. It's like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Like it's just... You're free again. The best part is that at any given time, you wake up cold sweat, four in the morning, you can throw on the TV and basketball oh, and beyond. Oh, God. They're, from now until spring break. No. From now until the end of the summer. Yep. There's constant. There's a basketball game on. I don't care if it's the Jazz and the Spurs. Mm-mm. I'm watching. Throw it on. I want to watch Kelly Olenek battle it out with Jakob Pertle. 
It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So do you want to talk about uh let's talk about the thunder first. Okay. Since we're I mean let's do it. Panhandles. Come on, yeah. the Oklahoma podcast. The Thunder. That's the greatest podcast name, by the way. Ever I'm gonna put it out time. there. I haven't told you that before. Like it's great. We were pretty iffy on it though when I first said it. We, we were, hundred well, percent. I because you said it so early. Like it was the first thing you said. And I was like, surely there's something better. And there, there never oh was. God, no. no, there never was. Dude, no. Okay, back to it. Thunder. The Oklahoma. Thunder, they lost, man, I don't remember, six, seven, maybe. It was five, great. six, seven, it somewhere was in there. It was a close game. The first half was absolutely atrocious. Played the Timberwolves, by the way. The uh, Both teams were pretty atrocious, first half. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh, Thunder were bad. Thunder, Thunder were, were bad. Really bad. Minnesota was. Minnesota was nah, not great the they whole were, time. <laughs> they were just so average. Um. Yeah, so. Average first half across mm. the board. Thunder were really bad. I think they shot like 15% from three. I don't know. It was something stupid bad. Looked rusty. Very rusty. Everybody across the board. Mm. Rookies were scared out of their mind. They had first game jitters. They played like six minutes combined in the yep. first half. And then the third quarter came around. Mm. Shea did not miss a shot. Mm. Poku was out there outpacing fools. Grabbing to my boards. And... They came back, and they actually took a lead. I think they had like a four-point lead. Yeah, right towards the end of the third. Yep. And then fourth quarter rolls around. Timberwolves out-veteran them. You know what fourth quarter is? Losing time, baby. It's poker time, baby. <laughs> That's right. Get him the rock. <laughs> get that man Love the rock and thing. let him get downhill. Oh, gosh. Uh, so they end up losing by five, seven. I don't remember. Again. Something. Um, to a, what I think will be a really good Timberwolves team. You um, have them. I have them first in the West. I, not, Not that. They're going to do anything in the playoffs, but, dude, they're going to be a regular season monster. They're, the stuff they were doing was disgusting. They have a perfect record right now. Yeah, they're, they're on track, defeated. dude. They they did some nasty stuff with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. They got Gobert ball a lot more than I thought they would. Well, I think that was probably a thunder scheming S- thing. Still, though. Still, like, yeah. I mean, they he, looked for him. I bet he took as many shots as anyone on the team. Yeah, had I, to Yeah, have. yeah. Had to have. Um, and they, I, they didn't look great, but like I said, they did stuff enough that it made me excited for them in the future. Jade McDaniels was really good. Really good. Um, I think it was D'Lo in a post game presser said that they didn't scheme a single bucket for him. They didn't drop good. anything for him. And he had 19 points. I mean, ultimate fifth starter. Exactly what Trey Murphy is going to be for the Pelicans. Like a thousand so Cam Johnson for the Suns. Yeah. It's just like, do what you can do to 100%. impact winning. Um, and Ant wasn't very good. Ant was, you know, pedestrian at best. I kind of think. I would say it was bad. Yeah. He but was bad. They're, but like you said. Cat wasn't great either. And they're still going to find ways to win. 100%. That, that's, that's what they got Gobert for. They're so. really talented. But, Dude, having to beat McDaniels mm, off the line mm. to have Rudy Gobert waiting for you in the oh, paint God. is crazy. And then help defense from Anthony Towns. Not a great defender, but like. Big. Long. Huge can block shots. Anthony Edwards really great in passing lanes when he, when he cares. Come yeah. on, come on. <laughs> uh, I like the Timberwolves, dude. I can't help but like them. Their bench, not great, not ideal. Jordan Wara, Tarian Prince out there taking Tarian Prince, legend. Ta- he took two charges in the span of like thirty seconds. I love Tarian Prince. I was convinced he was like gonna be the greatest <laughs> ever. I don't know why. That, that tracks. Uh, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> It it was an entertaining ball game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with Poku. Okay. Poku looked... Let me give you your flowers. You Thank you so much. Like I a, wasn't going to do it. But. Two or three weeks ago, you, talked to, you wrote an article, mm-hmm. which I don't read your articles, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Who amongst us does? Secondly, you really put it where it mattered in the group chat, saying that you thought Poku had... I don't know if you said he was going to be. You said he had the... I think you said the best chance. Mm-hmm. To take a starting spot. Without getting into it, that sounds nuts. If you've ever watched Alexi Pokushevsky play basketball, that's just blasphemous that you could think he's a starter. And I, this was pre-preseason, too. But yeah, this was like right when things were getting started. Right. And fast forward about a month, maybe, and Derek was right. He got a start. I'm not. He's not like... He didn't play good enough, and he's not good enough to be like... The fourth guy. No, for but, sure. but, it, but I mean, he got a start. If the three are the top three and everyone else is interchangeable, he's in that four or five man rotation right. of going to get starting minutes. And I mean, Presty likes him. Yeah. Dagna likes him. Yeah. Now, so good job. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, now to what he actually did with his minutes. <laughs> did right. Just what he was supposed to do at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a sleeper agent. I'm not even joking. I think he's a Presty sleeper agent. Presty <laughs> throws him a piece of caramel corn or something, and he's he breaks everything inside. Caramel or caramel? What do you know. say? Like caramel. For real. I say caramel. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, only in the corn. 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 <laughs> it's corn. Corn? What I said? I said corn. Yeah, you did. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're talking about corn? Oh, Jesus. Um, so for 95% mm. of his minutes, solid. Really good. I think he was shooting up until with about six or five minutes left in the game. He was three for six. Mm. He had 11 points. Mm. Had at least three offensive boards. A block. I don't think he had any, any steals, but he was a deterrent for sure. He switched... Everywhere. Very yeah. switchable. Great help defender. Another guy who, like Carl Anthony Towns, maybe not like a pure shot blocker, but the arms are going to get in the way eventually. Like When you're off ball and you're seven feet tall and seven four you long. You can trip into a steal. Like, yeah. you just have <laughs> yeah. to be on the court. Exactly. So, yeah. he looked really good. He was playing. That's what Jokic did last year, if we're being honest. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me? Stop baiting me. Yes. Stop baiting me. Um, it's what Joel Embiid does. So... <laughs> He looks so bad defensively the other night. We'll get into it. Um, <laughs> Poku was really good for a long time. And then, and, and almost to the point, he looked like such a connector that he almost, and he had 11 points, but he looked unaggressive offensively. Like straight up would be wide open and make the extra pass to a guy that had a defender closer. So about four or five minutes left in the game, mm. he gets the ball. And I swear to God, in a span of maybe 45 seconds, misses four shots. Like, was egregious shots. Glorious. And obviously, in the span, Oklahoma City, I mean, the Minnesota jumps out to like a six-point lead. Poku looks just god-awful. And the game is over. So, pretty wild night for the Pokenator. Yep. Uh, did good things. Did bad things. I think he'll be fine. I really I do. do. Mm-hmm. It was... Definitely the most polarizing performance I've seen in a while. He looked a lot more comfortable out there than either. We've talked about Jing. We've talked about J-Dub, who didn't play very much. Way more comfortable in an NBA court. Should. Third year. Right. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if you would have told me the other two played better than him or looked as comfortable as him first game, yeah. I'd believe you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I went sure. into it. So, yeah, good for him. Good for Derek. Good all around. Thank you. Uh, moving on to Shea. Mm. Really bad first half. Super rusty. Can't put anything against him. He hasn't played competitive basketball in forever. Yeah. Ended last year on an absolute tear. Was just absolutely frying. Like 30 a game. 33, last... I think, post-All-Star oh break. My... 33? 33, yeah, post-All-Star break. Um, Came back really bad defensively. Like, getting other people in trouble constantly. Um, Really rusty offensively. Shots weren't falling. Again, third quarter, did miss a shot. I think he was... At the start of the third, he was 5 for 14. He finished the game like 12 for 21, I think. Yeah. So literally was ended like 6 for 8 or something like yeah. that. Something ridiculous. Looked really, really good in the second half. I mean, he had like, I think it was 32, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Like, he's really freaking good. It's like, the point. We know what we're going to get from him. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's here. And like, you know what, dude? I'm. This has less to do with last night. Um than it does with just who he was for the back half of last year. If you put good guys on a team with them, right, he could be the best player in when you playoff series. I didn't, I, I didn't believe that a couple of years ago. I was, I was literally about to say two years ago if I told you that. Yeah. And, I, and if I said that, like, we'd think it was crazy. And now we would, we would agree he could be the second option. But, 100%. But I think just because he's so good with the ball in his hands, right, I, I think of guys like Jalen Brown – who I might I might take over him, but to like, mm, I don't know. I don't like that. Th- th- they're close. I think the thing that Shea's gonna have on a lot of those guys is he can run an offense. Right. That's like the, in that's the half court. Like he can have the ball and run the offense, yep. and you're not like, oh my, what's happening right now? Like you feel yeah. good. You feel good about things. JB so, trying to run an offense gives me an aneurysm. <laughs> oh god. god. Um, but yeah, no. Shea uh, Shea looked really good in that third quarter. Uh, good second half. And I want to add. 
he did not look 100% healthy either. He was so slow, dude. Slow, out of shape, looked a little hobbled once. So, like, rusty, Hmm. hobbled, out of shape, and he dropped 32, 6, and (laughs) 5. So, against, against... A team that is probably specifically designed to stop Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. The dude gets buckets in the paint. That has to be the best paint protector. Oh yeah, singularly the best paint protector, probably in the like probably the team collectively as well. I agree. Yeah, so no, that's good. I mean, he's unbelievable. unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Uh, the rookies, J Dub, Usman Jing, they J-Dub. both looked shaky. Yeah, both of them. J Dub played what six minutes? Six of minutes. An got eye injury. Elbowed in the face by McDaniel. He's such a kid, by the way. Did you see that he changed like his profile? Like he <laughs> usually like I would I just be like, dude, grow up. Like be, you know, be a professional. I don't know why I go to that, but it's like he's such a kid. He's having so much fun. Oh, I, I respect it so dude, out much. Dude, Santa dude. Clara, like. No one expected this guy TikToks to... makes TikToks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, six minutes. There's not really a ton to touch on with him at all. Uh, no, he... Like, he was so jittery that he was even, like, losing the ball. That's a, so, yeah. and, and it's fine. Like, yeah. no one would expect him to not do that. But I think he'll be a, quite a bit better. And he had five points in six minutes. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> yeah. He had a three. Looked yeah. really good, so... And then Jang missed a couple easy ones. Really easy games, um, yeah. Which is exactly what we saw at the beginning of... The off season, yeah. I mean, exact. It was like he'd do something kind of nice, blow yeah. a layup. They. It looked much more like early season New Zealand Breakers, even more than preseason did. Like, and, and dude, that's just gonna happen with them. You know, it's it's just gonna happen with them. Another. <laughs> oh my, my rookie mistake. Another team that's probably designed to give a guy like Usman Jank fits, especially off out the gate, is like. Maybe the only team that's longer mm-hmm. than Oklahoma City Ma- in the entire Matches league. length, make so. them a shooter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, not well, a lot. Not a lot from the rookies. No, not a lot. Not, not a lot. lot. Uh, Josh Giddy finished with 14 points, 11 boards, which we hadn't seen in preseason. I thought that might take a dip. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because he had he had been obviously scoring and assisting, but his rebounding took a little bit of a dip in mm-hmm. preseason. Mm-hmm. So finished with 11 boards and I think three assists, four assists should have had way more. Could have had way yeah, more. We'll have more. Um. He was really efficient up until the fourth quarter, and then they started forcing things. A couple late buckets that didn't fall his way. A couple threes forced here and there. I think he shot seven, though, which is that's quite a bit for yeah, my man Josh Chip Giddey, England. Bro. Yeah. I think he finished two or three for seven. So he looked good. I tweeted it out. Jaden McDaniels, mm. that's going to be one of the toughest matchups for him in the league. Because, I mean, Jaden McDaniels isn't going to get the number one prop. Well, he might. But Depends. Josh Josh Giddy isn't gonna get the number one. Know what I mean? Like no. he's not gonna get the number one defender night in, night out. And no. Jane McDaniels, wing wise, is that for Minnesota. Yeah. So lengthy, just as big as him. It, it was a really hard matchup. And he did fine considering his back to the his like back to the basket passing, he didn't mm. do much. Mm. And he's normally really good in that. So it was fine. I mean, I didn't think he was impactful as he is going to be, and he had 14 points. So he's the best sideline out of bounds passer in the NBA. I've maybe ever seen. Like, like disgusting. Once a game, how many sideline out of bounds do they have where they're trying to get a bucket? Five or six a game? Maybe. Yeah. There's one a game that he makes. It's just like, what? And he and he knows it's going to be there before the ref hands him the ball. It's so stupid. It's so veteran. His passing is ridiculous. Like ridiculous. And it's. It's 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 nice, it's man. so stupid. Yep. Um, but he was really good, and I think mm. he. I don't know. I for the longest time, like this whole off season, I've just been like, I don't know if I see a jump. I don't know if it's going to be there, and I've almost kind of flip flopped. I don't know if there's going to be a statistical jump still. His value and just like his role is going to be so much more solidified. I think this year that he was pretty obviously the primary like ball handler. Like Shea got it plenty in the half court, but like Giddy was. The he guy was the point in transition. Guard. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. the point guard. And even there was a time where it cut to Mark and he was screaming to get Giddy the ball when mm-hmm. Shea had it. So he's the point guard. He's yeah. the point guard. But yeah, I've almost kind of flipped on on Giddy. He just like seems more veteran. Like he feels like he's almost seeing the game even better, which I didn't even know was possible. We've said this. If he's the fourth or fifth like best player on a starting five, that team is disgusting. Exactly. That team and, is and nasty. What the crazy thing is? Three or four years from now, Shea's the best on the team. Chet's probably two. Jing has a chance to be three. 
who knows, twenty twenty three. It's promising. Yeah. It's promising. And you know what? If if Giddy's your second or third best player, you're still you could be a playoff team depending on your pieces. It's interesting, dude. It's I, interesting. I talked about it with a friend last night. If if he shoots 37, 38% from three, is he that guy? Is he the best player on the team? Like, mm. ooh, dude. If he's got the floater game, he's big enough to maneuver himself inside, can get layups. He's and he horrendous shoots, defensively, though. Like, he's really not. He was man, really not was, that bad last But he was bad week. all preseason and, and all summer league. He's not going to try on defense. I, I, I know, he's but really like. He's not that bad. But like, he was getting beat like a drum. He's not a liability, I don't think. It's not like Shea, like if he's competing for Shea, it's not like Shea is. Shea's a good defender. I think Giddy can be as good, honestly. I, think so I really do. Shea's, Shea's offense just really took an unexpected jump when he jumped to yeah. the NBA. Shea was, he a, was a def- he was a defensive minded guard coming in, defending like, athlete. Yeah, that's interesting. If he's shooting thirty eight percent, let's say four or five attempts, dude, he's close. You trade him. He's really close. <laughs> no, no way, no, I'm dude. Just um, yeah. So entertaining Thunder game. Thunder I'm, play Denver. Yeah. Tomorrow. Saturday. It's a it's a huge break. We I got, have no idea. We why. got a big day Saturday, man. We do the lads. <laughs> the lads. Jake's making me wake up at six thirty a.m. to Hopefully watch. you'll be up before that. Football. Oh no, shot. Dude. Tailgate. You're gonna have to literally. You're gonna have to poke my face to get me out of bed. <laughs> Will the door be unlocked? <laughs> yes. No. Probably not. <laughs> oh, not on like locking on me. Um. Yeah. So Thunder were entertaining. Yeah. Next up, we have a very special guest. One of the most knowledgeable people in the space. Hardest worker on the hard court. He is the prince of prospects, duke of the draft, the sultan of swing skills, and maybe, most importantly, the nobleman of no ceilings. We have Corey Tullaba. Corey, how are you doing, man? Guys, I'm uh, phenomenal. Thank you so much for for having me. I am going to probably steal some of those um, <laughs> beautiful words that that you uh, introed me with uh, for some of my bios. Uh, love it. Sultan of swing skills is pretty good. So we're off to a great start here. Well, I give you my blessing. You can put as many of those in the bio as you want. You just have to at me right there. Right. I got you. That's it. <laughs> I don't know about you. I know you're a podcast guy as well, and, and we'll plug that later. But we're pretty freaking excited that basketball is like tangibly back. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Yeah, I am like super amped up. It's, you know, I, I think one of the the cool things about the draft process is that at least when basketball is gone, there's still like, you have like the high school circuit to, you know, focus on or like some FIBA stuff, international stuff to keep your attention. But there's nothing like when mid October hits and the NBA is back and then college basketball is back a few weeks later. And then it's just like, there's, you don't have to be bored ever again. Ever there's there's... until (laughs) whatever June, right? Like there's always something going on um, to keep your interest going. So this is the absolute best time. Uh, You know, my, my basketball season is starting soon um, for coaching and and I'm excited about that. So it's just like, I I, overwhelmed with joy. Nice. Well, we didn't get to talk to you about the 2022 class. We have a lot of 23 guys coming up. Like you said, college basketball starts soon, but we want to get your thoughts on 22 while we can with just a few debuts in there. Who's your rookie of the year? Who do you think could potentially be the biggest disappointment and who could be the biggest surprise? Um, all right. So, I mean, rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Paulo. You know, I, I think sometimes like we don't have to really overthink this. Apollo had a special debut. I think it was the most points scored by a rookie since LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff is special. He's probably the most physically ready prospect. He's highly skilled. There's a reason he went number one. Um, my personal number one on my draft board was Chet, but you know he's going to probably be out for the year, right? So, <laughs> um, And even so, I think just from uh, accounting stats perspective, Paolo is is the has always been the guy. I, I think obviously, you know, Keegan Murray is a guy who's ready to contribute. I think he'll play big minutes, but Paolo's gonna be the the number one option on his team on a night in, night out basis, physically ready, skilled. I'm not overthinking it. I'm going Paolo Boncaro. Um who is what was what's the next one we're 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 hitting on? Potential biggest disappointment, and you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to crap on some young kid. No, but, I won't. Maybe I just won't someone who, <laughs> maybe just someone <laughs> who who might not do as well as people are expecting. I I think that 
um, from a lottery perspective, you know, because outside of the lottery, even at the end of the lottery, you know, it's always a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sticking within lottery, guys, obviously from Summer League throughout, you know, uh, I believe he got DNP'd in his first game, like Johnny Davis and the Wizards has been a struggle. Um, I, I think that, you know, people are kind of overreacting to those struggles a little bit from everything I've heard behind the scenes. He's He's been uh, banged up, especially in Summer League. But uh, he hasn't looked comfortable in an NBA context yet. And unfortunately, I feel like the Wizards, every player they get their hands on, um, <laughs> is an uphill battle as far as development goes recently. So he's definitely somebody that I'm like, you know, if if I were to say I was disappointed with somebody, it would be him. But again, like, it's been one NBA game, a preseason, and summer league. So anytime you're drafting you have to be patient with these guys johnny davis was never going to light it up he's playing behind you know the one of the five best scorers in the nba um he that he shares a position with so if he's going to find court time it was always going to be in a position that he was uncomfortable with i think he's going to have his struggles this year and as guys like benedict matherin look like maybe that they, they might contribute a little bit earlier than a guy like him um Jalen Williams on the Thunder like other guys at his position who you know maybe are going to show a little bit more Jaden Ivey you know guys he was compared with I I think he's going to be the guy that you look at and go "Eh, maybe leaving me a bit underwhelmed but I I wouldn't give up hope on him or Denny Advia as well so let's let's stick with these Wizards guys as they develop and and try to be patient um from a development standpoint from from covering the Thunder, I'm hoping there's a Hachimura Baisley swap this year personally because I haven't okay. given up on Hachimura yet, but we'll see, man. Um, and then biggest surprise, maybe. Uh, biggest surprise, uh, I think that it's probably so far Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with Shaden, there was so much mystery surrounding him <clears throat> that it was a struggle for people to get like a proper read on his evaluation. Cause obviously like you're only going to hear good things from the Kentucky camp about what he looked like <laughs> in practices and stuff. Right. Cal knows the game. He's going to do what he's got to do to talk up his prospects. And all you saw was a super talented, super athletic guy who had like a great EYBL run, but that kind of came out of nowhere and then didn't play college reclassified and then had like a all time bad, like pre-draft interview process publicly. <laughs> where it was like, who like didn't, I don't think he had an agent. Like you're like, who's handling this Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But obviously like that stuff kind of doesn't always matter. LaMelo also famously had a terrible like interview process, Uh, but he's looked really good in the preseason. And then in that, that opening game and you know, the Blazers made uh, a a really smart hire. Maybe I'm biased there, but he, (laughs) he made uh, cause you know, I, I worked for Mike, but he, if anybody knew what he looked like and what he was like behind the scenes, it was him. And I, I had him really high on my board for a while. And then it was just like, I would ask around for Intel and nobody was willing to give it up. It was like the the best kept secret around the league about what he even looked like in workouts. I went to a um, pro day in Manhattan with a bunch of NBA scouts. And I was like, so what's, what's Shaden looking like? And they're like, man, kid's talented, right? What a mystery. I'm like, yeah, I know. That, that's why I'm asking you what he looks like. Because you know, anybody with eyeballs can see he's talented. So, But I think from a surprise standpoint, people are probably going to be like, oh, wow, he's a little bit more ready to contribute right away than maybe we thought, given that he hasn't really played organized basketball in a long time. Right. I got, I got one more 2022 thing before we move on to the 23 class. So obviously we're an Oklahoma podcast. Oklahoma City had a big draft night, three first rounders. They got their guy in Chet, moved up for Jang, and then selected Jalen Williams, who was a real riser throughout the draft uh, process. What do you think about those three guys and just the future of this young, young Oklahoma City team? I, I'm thrilled with what Sam Presti and Oklahoma City mm-hmm. are doing. They, they drafted, um, they had like my dream draft. I'd say like, you know, if, if you follow along at no ceilings, we were unbelievably high on Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams. Like we were pumping Jalen Williams as a potential lottery pick way early to the point where people are like, these guys are out of their minds. Like this guy's getting mocked, like maybe as a second rounder. Um, and then Usman Jang is a guy that 
I it if you watch the second half of his season, it's like how could you not be unbelievably intrigued by what he was doing because you don't really get that kind of feel and passing vision with the the shot making from a kid his age and it's different than Poku. He's kind of, you know like you know I know Poku had a lot of the same things but it was much more under control and refined from what he was doing in a a much better league. So I think it's like blatantly obvious at this point what Sam Presti's trying to do by basically creating this team of jumbo guys that are all interchangeable, can dribble, pass, shoot, defend and just really like almost taking the Raptors model and like taking it to 11 where it's like, all right, we're going to do where everybody can do all the switchable things, but also Chet's seven foot with a seven, six <laughs> wingspan. Right. And like, so, uh, and then, you know, I, I love taking Trey man, like uh, as a guy who is just super shifty, can create shots, but just from what he did in this draft in particular with Jalen, Jalen Williams, seven, you know, six, six with a seven, two and a half wingspan Usman Jang 6'10 6'11 with a crazy wingspan Chet seven with the crazy wingspan just all these long versatile guys it's the future of the league I think the Thunder are somewhat ahead of the curve there and you know after this cycle where you know they're probably going to lose a ton of games semi on purpose um, to try to enter themselves into this loaded 2023 class along with getting Chet back next year and uh you know, the developmental process of all the guys they already have, plus the plethora of picks they have to make a move. It's like, I'm as a fan of the NBA, an NBA team. That's not the thunder. I am. I can say I'm jealous because there is a plan that's being executed in a, a way that I think we're going to look back on and really revere. Cause even the process Sixers, they ended up with some good players, but they didn't really have like a true philosophy other than just like be bad and take maybe the guys at the top that were talented. And they just kind of, threw stuff at the wall. Sam Presti clearly has a type and he's like, he's got a very structured plan. And I think if you know anything about Sam Presti, uh, that all makes a, a ton of sense. So big, I, I love what they're doing. I love what they did in the draft. I mean, just, you know, this is a, a, a no ceiling special um, by Sam Presti. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. On to 23. Um, we'll kind of get right into it. So Everybody knows the top two guys are pretty much penciled in, at least on most big boards, uh, with Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson. Um, but this class has a ton of upside, man. A lot of young guys. Um, there's some returning college players that are pretty solid, too. Um, if you had to kind of give us your thoughts on prospects three through five, all right, there's probably a dozen of them that you could fit in there for those spots. Yeah, who, for who sure. do you see right now with the videos that you've watched, the guys that you've breaking down? Who's, who's there for you? Uh, my three through five probably looks a little bit different than the consensus. Mm -hmm. um, but my three through five is Jarris Walker, who is going to be at Houston. Um, Keontae George, who was Walker's hey. teammate at IMG uh, at Baylor. And then Brandon Miller, who's headed to Alabama. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. The, got one for each of us there. <laughs> that's my three through five. Um, you know, with Jarris Walker, I think that, he, I was watching his film and I was just like floored mm -hmm. by the skill level um, of somebody his size. Like he's a, he's one of these guys where almost like Jalen Duran last year, where you're like, Oh, that's a 25 year old man in a 18 year old's <laughs> body. Like that's Jarris Walker. And he's six, eight, seven, two wingspan. And I legitimately think that he's going to be able to guard one through five effectively um, at the next level. He can pass. He could dribble. The three-point shot is a, you know, it's a work in progress, but it's not by any means broken. Like he, he shoots it confidently, just not at volume. Um, he's got good touch. He's killer mid-range shooter. Like great turnaround jumper. Um, great passer. There's, I think he's gonna get a lot of Scotty Barnes comps this year. Mm -hmm. So I think that he's gonna be the the guy who really starts shooting up people's boards because outside of just how skilled he is. Like he's a bad mother effer who like <laughs> wants to rip your heart out on the court. So uh huge, huge fan. Keontae, his teammate, like, I mean, I think he's the best scorer in the draft. Um, I, I think the league is starting to, to trend away similar to how like, okay. So he picked all these bigger athletic guys, like the league's trending away from the shorter guys, but there's still a spot for them in the league when you're as talented as, as he is. And he's also like stocky. So it's not like he's one of these 
thin framed guys that could get pushed around. He, he has, uh, you know, the body to, to physically like get in you and defend and like, you know, take your space, um, finish through contact. But I, I think that he's a guy that you can kind of see like maybe some Jamal Murray, some Bradley Beal, like there's some of that potential. And I think that Baylor is a perfect development developmental spot for him where you know, they're going to teach him really how to take every defensive possession, you know, seriously. Um, and they've had, you know, good success with con- these, these kind of combo guards that can, can get buckets. So I think he's going to have a big year. And then Brandon Miller, you know, similar, you know, he seems like a, a Sam Presti OKC guy, you know, he's six, nine, six, 10 multi-skilled uh, dribble pass shoot. Uh, I thought, you know, when you, you watch some of the Brad Bill elite stuff, his AAU stuff with Nick Smith, he just popped as a guy who it's like made for the modern NBA. So even if he kind of like doesn't look um, like one of the best five best prospects in a college context, I think when he mm-hmm. gets to the NBA, the way the NBA game is played, like he's a guy, he's going to be able to initiate some offense, grab and go play at a pick and roll, play as a screener, pick and pop, you know, defend multiple positions. I, I just love his potential. I mean, but there's a loaded class. So I, this, ask me again next month you know it could absolutely change i'm going to see um next week i'm going to the overtime elite pro day so i'm mm-hmm. going to get my first in person look at the thompson twins which i'm excited about so I, you know obviously those are guys crazy explosive you know doesn't come around every year athletes so cam whitmore at villanova is a guy that i love you got Derek whitehead there's a lot of guys but that three through five, those are the guys I was most excited by, by watching their, you know, high school AAU international clips. Well, I have Keontae three. I think Jake has Brandon Miller five. So you had one for each of us. Yeah. And then I know for a fact, we both love Jairus Walker. So yeah. you're doing a great job. You're I appreciate job. that. I appreciate that. Men of, <laughs> so, men of taste. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're obviously early in this draft cycle. Um, I'd love to maybe hear a guy or two that you have higher than maybe the consensus and then a guy or two that you have a little bit lower than the consensus. Um, all right. Uh, higher than the consensus, uh, Jalen hood Scafino, mm-hmm. uh, Montver- yeah. Montverde point guard who's headed to Indiana. I think he's a potential lottery guy. Um, he's 6'5", 6'6", great vision, plays with pace. I think he's got a pretty sweet-looking stroke. He, he mostly mm-hmm. operated kind of out of, like, the, the mid-range area. But I think that, you know – there's no reason it shouldn't translate to uh, the three-point line. He's It's consistent. There's no, like, weird uh, release or bad footwork. Um, and I think he's going to be one of these modern NBA guys who, if you're looking for a point guard now, like, you kind of – you want him to be, like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and, you know, play on and off the ball. And I think um, he's going to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm in on him as a potential lottery guy early. And then a guy I'm a little bit lower on – than consensus um probably there's a couple of guys i want to go with here (laughs) i'm probably a little bit lower on Derek lively and like gg jackson than consensus oh oh right in the heart (laughs) not gg oh i love so i was listening to uh this song the other day called the idea where you know the this artist says like, are you in love with me or the idea? And Mm. part of me feels like that (laughs) is Gigi Jackson. Like I get it. You watch this dude on a court. You're like great frame, a lot of talent, good shooter. And then I watch the games and I'm just like, but he's just standing there. Like, can you do that? (laughs) Sure. And I don't know if his motor, um, and like, if he's got like the it factor, like I I'm a bulls fan and like sometimes I think Patrick Williams is just out there like doing some cardio, and that sucks. I hit you know like jacked up Tony Snell, you know like these guys sometimes like they are who they are. But that's why we watch the college film, right? Like sometimes in high school you're a little bit more talented, and maybe you don't have to give effort all the time. College, he's gonna have to give effort. He's uh, mm-hmm. a year younger than the rest of the class, so he's got that uphill battle lot of talent i just i need to see it to believe it because when i actually watch the full games i just keep going i'm just a little underwhelmed like i want more because i know he's capable of it so i need to see him do it before i am a buyer in him but he has the potential he could rise he could be a top 10 guy Mm -hmm. easy 
I'm just a little bit lower right now because I'm being cautious. And then Derek Lively, I just look at like, I just don't know. Like Jalen Duran went like 12th, right? Something mm. like that this year. Like, and I think Jalen Duran is like a much better prospect than Lively. Mm. Lively, even if he is like the best big, you know, after Victor or, you know, maybe where is like, who knows? Like both of those guys, like I'm just, I need to see what they do because similarly I just walk away a little bit underwhelmed where I'm just like I get what they're doing but is that like a premium that you want to waste a draft pick on very early so those are the guys that I'm I'm like cautiously monitoring um preseason great well Corey you want to play a game real quick and then we'll let you go man absolutely let's do it fantastic all right this little game that we like to call Wimby or them be get it a little play on words there i got okay. it i'm gonna name big fan i'm gonna name uh a guy um so you're playing gm right now basically you get you get Wimby or this other prospect or this other player um to build your franchise around for the longevity of their career okay and i want to know if you're taking Wimby or them be you ready for this let's do it Wimby or chet Wimby. Wimby or scotty barnes Wimby. <laughs> Wimby or Evan Mobley? Wimby. Wimby or Cade Cunningham? Wimby. Wimby or Trey Young? Wimby. Wimby or John ja Morant? Wimby. Wimby or Zion Williamson? <laughs> Come on, 20, what do you have, 28 the other night? 25, something like that. That's a, this and missed an entire season. This is the <laughs> tough one. I'm I'll I'm gonna go Wemby because uh, you know New Orleans New Orleans eats is always gonna be you know, <laughs> <laughs> the potential this potential is always gonna be there. That's justifiable. I like it. Wemby or Jason Tatum. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go Wemby. Wow. Mm. Jake is shaking in his boots right now. He's no, fuming. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and lastly, Wimby or Luka Doncic? Luka. That's fair. Nice. I like those. That, that was good. That was good. I, I I think I agreed the whole time. I think I'd take Tatum. Barely. And so would you. Boy. So would you. Scoring wings. I, look, I, I couldn't... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I honestly, that that's a tough one. He just, you know, helped lead a team to the finals. He, he's everything you want in a modern wing. Um, he's fantastic. He might, he might be having an MVP season this year. Like that's within the realm of possibility. And I don't even know if this is a question that Wemby could answer, but like I, I do know, in the finals, I was like who do you want to have the ball like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? And that was a question you seriously had to ask yourself. So there is something where I just need, I like, I want Jason Tatum to push himself a little bit more to just have that mother effort in him. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know if he always has, it seems like with, from everything the Celtics are saying right now, they realize they need some mother effort in them. Yeah. <laughs> so if he, if he shows that it's a totally different game. Cause he's like, gotta be a legit, like six, nine, maybe yeah. 6'10 now, right? Like he's huge, mm. big frame, super skilled. His playmaking has gone to a new level. Defender, I get the whole thing. Wemby, I'm scared saying all of that. And, you know, the Chet thing made would have made me think um, even just over the summer. But mm. I think that uh, Wembenyama has shown a lot of the things that I was like, that I had reservations about he's kind of improved upon in a way that I'm just like, Oh my God. Like if this dude doesn't get hurt, I don't even know how to describe this to anyone, like whether they watch basketball or not, it's, it's like an indescribable thing that we've never seen. Um, and sometimes, you know, the mystery box isn't always the better option. So I, you, you know, like that's a hard, hard, hard game, but uh, yeah, right now, the only one I would, I think confidently say is Luca and Zion would definitely be a, Mm. a yes if i had faith in him to stay in shape and stay healthy as well yep. so uh but i i don't so um <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with luca as the only guy <laughs> is is Wimby your number one yes 
Yeah, Wemby's okay. my number one. I I mean, it's hard to like. Scoot is a unbelievable in most you know, prospect in most drafts. He's the the no brainer number one pick. I sure. think Scoot's. If you took Victor out of the equation, I think Scoot's probably still the best prospect since Zion um, mm. and Luca. Unfortunately, like Victor might be the best prospect since LeBron. <laughs> you know, like I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready to crown him as the best prospect because I just went and watched a ton of like high school LeBron and while like first of all basketball back then not that fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, and also can't believe technology's great. The camera quality back then. Oh <laughs> yeah, gosh. Un- unwatchable. Uh. <laughs> I I completely agree with all the parents that were like, why are you rotting your brain watching this TV? Because it just wasn't any <laughs> But um But is a special, special player, man. Some of the stuff he was doing in that, sh- that Vegas showdown oh. with Scoot was holy mother of lords. Like, just <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It, it was it really, I just, I honestly didn't, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like... <laughs> had to wake up the next day and watch it again to make sure I wasn't <laughs> dreaming and imagining it but yeah Wemby's he's the real deal man that and he's he wants to get better he works hard if that the in, all the intel's great on him let's just hope that that a human being that size can continue to move that way that's the only only worry Corey, I have one more mini question for you while we have you you obviously have a very deep understanding of the thunder's plan and current roster construction and the 2023 prospects you mentioned Brandon Miller as one, but who, who is a guy that you could see Presti reaching on and, and that would fit their mold for the future? Well, I mean, I may have even tweeted it out. Like the only thing I want to see in this world is a Chet Holmgren and Jarris Walker front court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I could see that um brandon miller i could see i mean they're literally loaded like everywhere man like every position so it's it's almost like uh, take the best player available i guess like there's you're not trying to slot anybody into any position because there is depth all over the roster i mean um like from the small forward position like do we think that that's something jalen williams can eventually start in like do we think that he Dort is like the guy who's going to maybe play there long-term. Like I, I could see maybe like, I would love the Jairus Walker Chet. I think the, the offense and defense versatility from them would be unreal. You know, Chet being able to space Jairus, even, you know, working inside out Mm -hmm. Uh, that that's kind of my, my dream scenario for uh, the thunder and for Jairus Walker, if they can't luck into one of the other guys, um, and then I don't even know what the hell like with Scoot. I don't even know what the hell the roster <laughs> would look like after that. I don't know if I love like Shay and Scoot and Giddy all like I don't I don't know. But maybe I do love it. I have no idea. So <laughs> it's I guess it's a good problem to have. <laughs> Corey, thank you so much, dude. You are genuinely a delight. You're one of the best in the game. Uh, you can find them at No Ceilings. We plug them often. Please go read them. They are just doing some of the best draft stuff i mean around jake tell them about no ceilings what are they doing over there <laughs> they have like 45 guys that write for them yeah um so they're bound no, I'm just they, no. they roll deep no they're they're <laughs> fantastic they're good dudes they're great on twitter give each one of them a follow um yeah man they do great things Corey makes some great videos on youtube check them out um they're, they're the best man Corey runs the draft deck nba podcast spelled like the nasdaq stocks very clever uh <laughs> he runs the nba draft dude youtube channel what else, Corey? Is that it? Yeah. And, handle? and no ceilings, NBA.com. Follow me at Corey Tulliba. Um, I just went and watched a couple of the overtime elite teams play uh, against like the uh, New York, New Jersey, like top high school recruits. So I went and saw Nas Cunningham, um, Bryson Tiller, and then guys like Sim Wilcher, who's headed to UNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm writing about those guys. That'll be by the time this is out, that's probably going to be up uh, at noceilingsmba.com. So subscribe there. It's free. You get it delivered uh, Monday through Friday directly into your inbox every single morning for the rest of this uh, draft cycle. There you go. All right, Corey. Thanks so much, dude. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Yep. See ya.
you want to talk a little general NBA? Let's do it. Because you watched every game, right? You had a, the quad box I was, up. You had every single game. I was up. switching back and forth, man. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was all over the place. Yeah, you were. You don't watch the Thunder, but you'd rather watch the Pacers. Your boy, Hallie. <laughs> I didn't really watch much of that game. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with the game. I think you did watch some of Pistons Magic. Yeah, Pistons Magic. A lot of, like we said earlier, we're kind of joking that we'd watch Utah San Antonio, which we might. Pistons Magic, like those aren't going to be two very good teams this year. But maybe my two league pass teams, like exactly, so man, exactly. You you texted me that earlier today. The bottom four or five teams, like there's a few of them that I watch you'll every watch. matchup between so, between Pistons Rockets. Thunder, Magic, and Magic. I'll watch those four teams play each other. Hal- Halliburton by himself. Because that's the future, honestly. Like, those teams, of course, there's going to be a lot of other. But, like, those should theoretically be yeah. the future. So, so yeah, that game showcasing Cade Cunningham, um, rookies, Jay Nivey, Jalen Dern from Detroit. Uh, we had, um, over in Orlando, Paolo Bancaro, who just went ballistic, kind of yes. like what uh, Corey was talking about on the on his little interview. Absolutely um, dummy. So dumb. Uh, Jalen Suggs big, played really well. Big game for me. Big game. And so, and so that game itself just had so many young guys um, in it. Detroit was a lot better, I thought, um, for the majority of the game. I, I, thought, I thought it could have been easily a 20, 25-point win. The Magic got pretty hot all of a sudden. Um, Cade, let's talk Cade first. Slow preseason, just like last year. Slow beginning of the season last year. He wasn't bad this game. Like, the first half, he was just kind of non-factor. Like, just passed pretty much. I watched a lot of the first. So, I didn't watch the whole game. Watched the first and then here and there. A non-factor. Yeah, just like just passing and like defending. Didn't really do anything. Shot twice. Yeah. Second half, he took control of the game. Um Ended with like 17 or 18 points. 17 points, six assists. And 17 points, whatever. I know he can score. (laughs) Having six assists, I don't know if it was all in the second half, but like Mm. being having the ball that Mm. much, yeah, four or five in the half, that's what stands out to me. He took control of the game and that uh, shows me he was playmaking. Like he was doing everything. Which is what you want from him. Yeah, 100%. Because if he gets you 25, he gets you 25. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, So yeah, he he turned it around a bit in the second half. Jalen Dern, Jay Nivey. You want to talk a little bit about them? Sure. Uh, mm. Jay Nivey, I think 19 points. Did he? 18 points. Something in there. He had 16 in the first half, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just exactly what we thought. He's exactly gonna, what we've seen. He's going to sprint at the basketball rim. He's going to jump from the three-point line, and he's going to float over absolutely everybody. And Did it's you see on Twitter there were two or three times that they didn't get his bucket, like the full bucket on camera? Like they they'd pan somewhere and then all of a sudden it's like him at the rim. There. That's <laughs> dude, crazy. it's hilarious. Like like off a loose ball or something. You know they're they're watching the guy who turned it over like get back on defense and then all of a sudden the camera shifts and it's like Jaden Ivey's under the court like yeah. putting it on someone's head. Like yeah, he was really good. Duran, Duran, oh, much yes. better than I thought. Yes. Who is the Magic Center? Oh, I mean Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, um. Bulbul. <laughs> Bul- oh, the Moritz Wagner play? I mean, like, they don't have anyone that's a shutdown defensive center necessarily. But Dern was really good. I, and I'm going to reiterate it. We've said I've said it before. I've been preaching this. He's going to be so, so good, like with Kate Cunningham. So good. Kate yeah. Cunningham is your ultimate, we've talked about it, cerebral, pick and roll, passer, going to hit the open guy, wants to pass in the full court. And Dern is a lob threat. Will run rim to rim, you know, big guy who can find space around the rim. Oh man, it's gonna be so good for his career. I I'm so happy that he got a good game. Yeah, hundred percent. I admittedly was not like massive on him. Mm. I think I was initially, maybe not massive, but I liked him initially. Kind of fell off. I just like don't know. Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, he's a great piece. I don't think he's like at the top with those guys. No, I still don't. No, I don't he, think you do either. No, he's a bench guy for that team. Yeah, I mean, even in terms of the draft class, like he's not like the fifth best. He's never going to be the fifth best player in this draft, I don't think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's loaded. Okay. Like it's it's loaded, but he's a great piece. I'm really glad he did well. I'm curious to see if it holds up against people that maybe like Minnesota. What is he going to do? To yeah, totally. Go bear, and obviously, like that's unfair. But, but yeah, I, but I think there's longevity in what he does. I and I know you do too. Yeah, he, he's a rim protector and a lob threat. I mean, 
Clint Capella has been playing since the nineties. It feels like and that, and, and he still has the same exact job. Like I think yeah. in the least Dern gives you that in what he, he's now 18 years old. Like yeah. one thing and Tulliba mentioned it. I genuinely, what a smart dude. I genuinely hmm. think the future of the league is interchangeable defense, interchangeable offense, mm. throw everybody out there. It doesn't matter how big they are, mm. but if they are big, like the Thunder building, great. And I don't know how Duran fits in there. You know there, what I mean? There were flashes at Memphis, like, but a it, lot of his stuff was flashes. Right. Uh-huh. And, and if he gets there, oh my God, like what's he going to do? Sure. Like DeAndre, he's, he's ba- with a jump shot. He's Holy bam. shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> but let's say the Thunder roll out, mm. Shea, mm. Chet, J-Dub, Jing, Giddy, what does Duran do there, you know? Like, yeah. he's going to get blown by, by he, everyone. He probably guards Jing. Probably. Chet. And Jing would fry it. Like, let's say this is three years yeah, from I mean, now. I don't Jing's know. I, I, I see a little bit more than you do um, in, in the way he moves and his defensive instincts, but I, I'm with you. He, if that improves, there's no ceiling. Oh, bars. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Corey. Um, who else? What other? Bancaro, Bancaro. You oh. got to touch, do it, go for it. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a complete animal. He looked like an all NBA guy. Yeah. He looked like a top five player in the league. Genuinely. Like <laughs> he's not that, but no. he looks like it was the difference. Yeah, it was against the Pistons or another team going to be in the Victor sweepstakes potentially. Yeah. I don't, and you, we've talked about it pre-pod. I don't think they have anybody that could hold a candle guarding him. I think no. there's a lot of other teams that will. So, like, yes. 15 is not going to be a bad night for him, I don't no, think, in no. the NBA. He could have 20, 20 a game this year. 27 is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, he could. He could. I'm thinking I'm eight, thinking 18, 17, 18, 18 yeah. 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 Um, he was unbelievable. He, unbelievable. First guy, 20, first rookie, 25-5 and five in his first game since LeBron, and the only other one was Grant Hill. Decent company. Yeah. Um, Should have went number one, probably. No. Uh, Long-term, Chet, I get it. But, like, dude, the guy's 6'10". Built can't go wrong. It's preference. We've talked about yeah. that. It was preference. Oh, I would still take Chad. If you're Presti, if you're Presti, you're taking him. If you're if you're you know Raptors are taking him. But if you're a team like Detroit who needs a guaranteed best score, you're taking Bancaro. Or yeah. I mean Orlando, not Detroit. My bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean Bancaro was looked like a all star. What about night one? Can we talk about a little Boston Philly real quick? Sure. Both of our real Eastern quick. Conference Finals, right? Yep. Probably my two best teams in the NBA. Yep. Uh, um, well, by the end of the year. By the end of the year. 100%. I, I, 76ers two, aren't now. I, I think they'll get there. Two best rosters in the NBA. Like, yeah. loaded up. Yeah, they got yeah. 11 dudes that would not mess up the game. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boston, it was close in the first quarter. Boston kind of took a stranglehold on the game a little bit. Uh Tatum and Brown combined for 70. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Brogdon looked really good. 17 or 18 points. It's like He's a perfect role for them, whether he starts or comes off the bench. Um, Joe Missoula looked comfortable, commanded the huddle, commanded the team. Um, Boston looked really good. Boston looks like <laughs> we overthought it a little bit, saying, you know, Boston might be shaky coming out, new coach. Um, Udoka was great. We forget, Udoka was in his first year. It, mm-hmm. Like beginning of last year, if we had this podcast, we know about him as much as Ime Udoka as we do Joe Mazzola. Yep, hundred percent. And when you have probably the best players in the world on your team, like, and without talking about this, we both realized this like a week before mm. we made our mm. our predictions, and we're like, what are we doing? Boston's the just, best roster. In the they're, NBA. they're the best, it's and, and they were there last year, and they're young, and they they're they're healthy. I can't. I can't believe they added Malcolm Brogdon to this roster for nothing. Danelle Gallinari, but he ain't playing. Yeah. He would, I mean. The Blake minutes were rough. Those would all be Gallo minutes. V- Vonley was good. Yeah, screen setting. Fool, dude. Guarded. I mean, just gave Embi the work. Yeah. Um. <laughs> one sad note for Boston. Peyton Pritchard might not play a second this year. He'll play some, but I... It's the yeah, saddest thing Meaningful ever. minutes. I yeah. love Peyton Bridgard. Yeah, me too. I'm so sad. But Philly, what'd you think? Um, they looked the same as last year, except Harden played better. Yeah, which is good, because they Slow. were a good team last year. 
Slow, um, man. Yeah. Couldn't guard. Maxi wasn't good in the first half he, at all. But he took over. Took over the in second. the second. He kept him in it. It would have been, could have been bad. Yeah. Um. They're not there yet. They will be. They will be. I still think they'll be there. I still think they're going to end up probably the second best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And B, it's going to be fine. Absolutely zero worries on that end. Yeah. He was pretty meh. In, on he was out of shape. Halves. Completely out of shape. Yeah. Um. PJ Tucker will be good for them. Yeah. Playoff guy. He's a yeah. complete playoff guy. Um, so didn't love what I saw. Again, I think they played the best team in the NBA. Uh. So who <laughs> mm. what yeah. are you gonna like when you watch that? Yeah. But yeah, th- no, they're fine. I, they're playing right now, aren't they? Yeah, it was tied eighty eight eighty eight a minute ago against Milwaukee. Milwaukee won ninety to eighty eight. What a low scoring Strange. Game. What Embiid do? Embiid. I'm gonna guess twenty nine eleven. He had two points, seven turnovers. <laughs> no, legit though. Fifteen points, six for twenty one from the field. Embiid? Yep. Twelve, oh. 12 rebounds, three assists. No four on, turnovers. On Twitter, know who I've seen that was guarding him? Who? Giannis. <sighs> that dude. Let's see what he did. Let, let me just hit a thirty roll up. Thirty three. 21. Dang it. It was a low-scoring game. So, oh, yeah, I didn't score a third of their points. <laughs> he could, though. 21 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. What did he shoot from three? Please give me, like, two for two. Three blocks, one steal, only one turnover, one for three from three. Okay. Dude, he's nasty. <laughs> he's nasty. Talk about a guy who's I've, never, ever going to get off to a bad start, ever. Giannis. I've never seen a dude just like... We talk about motor... <laughs> Oh, you're the best. You're undoubtedly the best player in the world, and you might have the greatest motor in basketball. <laughs> and I think the motor attributes to the best player in the world. Like, he's not the most skilled. You know what I mean? No, not at all. But he plays like he plays like it's his life on the line. He's just so hungry, dude. Like, How do you he wants love to that? win so bad. God, he's the most likable star I've seen in so long. Mm, like, if you, if you don't like him, you're trying to find a reason not to. He's right. unbelievable. Yeah. Um... Last game, Pels and Nets. Mm. Go ahead and you, yeah. Yeah, it was a you, lot. You got up on the Nets a little bit this last week. Yeah, I just, I was sitting there thinking they have Kyrie Irving, individually great. Ben Simmons, individually, a very valuable skill set. Yep. Kevin Durant, individually one of the best players ever. Of all time. They have guys like Seth Curry, great piece. Joe Harris, good piece. Um, Nicholas Claxton, good piece. Like they, they, they're not. Cam Thomas. I wish, man. I wish he got more minutes. He played like six minutes. Yeah, but like, I, I sit there and like they could be a good team. Like, why do I continue to have them like as a playing type team? Well, you know why? Because they suck. Because they're terrible. Because they can't guard anyone. Because Ben Simmons is on the court and he can't shoot. He fouls out with three points or something like that. He's awful. He should retire. Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm sick of it, Kyrie Irving. I'm sick of it. Like, all this stuff. You had the craziest offseason. Last two weeks, all we've gotten is reports on he's the greatest leader on earth. He's going to have an MVP season. He had the whole team over to his house for dinner. And he comes out, and he's meh. Kevin Durant's going to have to do everything for this team. They have no depth whatsoever. Steve Nash might be the worst coach in basketball. (laughs) And the Pelicans, who I have as the freaking three seed in the West, Officially, oh, rightfully so. I love them, dude. They just ate them. I mean, they like, like just, ugh, killed them. Absolutely killed them in every aspect of basketball. It yeah. could have been a fifty-point win. I mean, you have Zion and Brandon Ingram were uh, all right. Kevin Durant, Kevin Duranted, Zion, Bi, two best players on the court. Mine for fifty something. Two fifty-three, and it was easy, man. They did whatever. They got to their spots. They did what they wanted, and they and they could have gone for more. Trey Murphy making dudes look stupid out there. No, they got to get a hand up. I, they, I wonder, it reminds I, me every time someone hits a shot with someone in their face. There's a saying in basketball: "Hand down, man down." Mm-hmm. I played with a kid named Two Godwin from Stroud in AAU, and he had a shirt that that had his face and his name on it, and <laughs> on the back it said, "Hand down, man down. Hand up. So what." Ooh. Baller, dude. <laughs> so Trey Murphy's just busting, like, just boom, in your face. I want to think of two Godwin. There's like the uh, the thing that's like he took five dribbles and had 28 points. I want to, like, oh. running tracker. Of He'll Trey do Murphy. that. Yeah. yeah. Trey Murphy's legit. He, 50, 40, 90. I saw, it. I saw highlights 
Oh, he he's five feet behind the three point line. He didn't take a dribble, dude. And it's like they're they're pitching it to him. He's in space. Oh my gosh! Double screens popping out. Oh my god! It's gosh. perfect because like when 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 he's the next closest guy to the ball handler, and it's Zion and Brandon Ingram who they're not wanting to get downhill. Well, the guy on Trey Murphy is sagging a little bit, right? And so all they did last night was Zion or Bi dribble over. Take the guy that he goes under, pitches it to Murphy, and he's shooting 30-footers, and it's nothing but the bottom of the net. And we haven't even mentioned C.J. McCollum, and who's C- probably in the best situation he's ever been in. Ever. Perfect. Him and Valanchunas both are two of the mo- going to be, this year, two of the most undervalued yeah. players in the league. Yeah. Valanchunas is a top-10 center in the league. Oh, yeah, I think like, he has been for a minute. And, and he just he's so consistent. McCollum does his thing. McCollum just brings that leadership. Like... That's why they kicked their ass last night is because they had the two best players on the court probably. They have a guy like CJ McCollum who throughout his career has kind of, other than winning, like rings, been there, done that. Like mm-hmm. he's had a great career. He's playing point for him. They have a guy like Herb Jones who's just locking dudes up. They're just better. Brooklyn's got a lot to work on. There's a lot of questions there. They almost feel like the Lakers and I hate it. Um, New Orleans is real. New Orleans, New Orleans is getting the Western Conference Finals. They're really good. Ooh, how many times? You're going to say five different teams are getting to the Western Conference Finals over the New next Orleans, six months. New Orleans, Dallas. Oh, yuck, dude. You're leaving out the Warriors mm. that easily. Who? <laughs> um. Okay, you know what I just realized? We never asked for questions. Never did. We don't have time for them dude, anyway. Dude, we don't have time for questions. But, and this was a great pod. I think we're killing it. Fist bump? Oh, baby. Um. Yeah, we never asked for questions. That's sad. Maybe we'll do like double questions next week or something. Okay. Full pot of questions. Okay. <laughs> All questions? All question pod. That'd be good. Maybe we'll just get in a Zoom and just have people pop in and ask us cues. <laughs> we should. Our, uh... I want to shout out Dean Wade. Eight points. Dean Wade. Dean Wade, eight points. Clippers, uh, Lakers. Has, I- he, has he gotten subbed in yet? Io DeSumo. 17 points. Shout 50% out. 50% shooting. Santi Aldama, 18 and 11. Yes, sir. Did some... Nice stuff, Aldama. <laughs> First time you'd heard of him. You texted me this Google morning. It, I had to Google him via Jake. Who's the white? Who's the dude who started for the yeah, Grizzlies? Who's that cat that played for the Grizzlies? He said, "Would you say Conchar?" <laughs> <laughs> like, You're like the other one. The <laughs> other guy, dude. Never oh, heard of this man, man in my life. All right, I think we're done here. Done. Yep, we're done. Skis. Um, give us a follow at Handles Pod. Uh, follow Jake J A K E E E. K-E-R-R. Man, oh. I botched that one. No, it was okay. Uh, a little fundamental. Do it. Oh, yeah. Put up an NBA preview today. So It'll be good. Up. Got Derek's stuff on there and our buddy Langdon. Some yep. good stuff. Dude, I threw it together in like three minutes. Just like, I was like speed texting. It was good stuff. It was fine. It was fine. Um, and then, what else we got? Follow me. Mm. Deep Park, okay. I don't I don't need it. But. Oh, God. I, was <laughs> I, gonna, I, that was I was going to say it, and it was going to be kind. You say it, and you're... <laughs> Now I gotta beep it out. Um, okay. Bye. See ya.